1: inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org.
2: Hi, and welcome to A Taste of the Past. I'm your host, Linda Palaccio, on this journey through culinary history. And I wonder how many of you remember the movie Baby Boom. Maybe it was a baby boom or baby boomers. Anyway, the whole premise of the movie was how we get sort of sucked into these fantasies of everything is better someplace else. And sometimes it really is. But this was, I think, made in Vermont, baby food made in Vermont. So people didn't care about the baby food so much. They were just sold on the phrase made in Vermont. Well, there is now not not recent. It's been for quite some time. That of course the brand made in Italy, made in Italy. Oh boy, everybody dreams of the of having a wonderful trip and and you know hearing the Italian music and listening to eating a wonderful bowl of pasta. And if it's made in Italy, it all must be better. And in fact, as I said, it is. If it really is made in Italy, and there's one woman who has pretty much made it her task and, and I guess her mission in life to protect this maid in Italy. Her name is Beatrice Ugi, and she is the president and founder of Gustiamo, It's an online food ordering site, um, and they have a big warehouse in Bronx in New York, and they sell wholesale to restaurants. They sell individually. You can just go online to Gustiamo, and you can search all their products. And she vets every single product that is in that online store and in her warehouse to make sure that it is indeed Italian products and made in Italy.
3: Beatrice, welcome to the show. Thank you, Linda. You could not have said but it's an honor to talk to you. Uh, so, yes, I started the company 20 years ago, and we import directly from the producer. And uh, and uh, uh, small uh, small farmers and small producers from all over Italy uh, our selected food products. Well,
2: um, I I want to ask you this. Several years ago, I was invited to a a, a program and a, a meeting of, with the Foreign Trade Commission or International Trade Commission, and indeed, it was. I think at that time. Uh, the um, country that was hosting it was Malaysia, and they were concerned about uh, the people taking, you know, calling brands uh, Malaysian product or made in Malaysia. And in fact, they weren't. So the discussion was all about protecting a country's product. But tell me what what concerned you so much that made you start this this program? This process,
3: yes. Oh, well, the the company is clearly to uh, the, the 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 goal of the company is to promote uh, good Italian farmers and produce food producers and uh, promote them in the United States and sell their products here. Uh, the The goal is to protect the real Italian food, as and uh, because uh, we. We suffer from much much competition of real Italian food here in the United States. Um, And as you said, uh, made in Italy sounds always better uh, than uh, made somewhere else. And and, uh, Italy is uh, synonymous of uh, a good way of life, elegance, culture, quality of everything you do. Um, Uh, We started the product, I started this company just importing Italian foods and selling them. Uh, um, And then over time, uh, I realized that uh, uh, I was importing something that was almost unique and that uh, my competition in the food world uh, was constituted by uh, products that were much, much less expensive mm-hmm. than the ones I was able to import and and since uh, I was uh, importing what I thought was the real I mean not necess- not even necessarily the best of the best really good family good processes good uh, people good uh, products of course um, and then I realized that the same uh, uh, the same the same named tomato, the same named extra virgin olive oil or the same named pasta were imported here or were, were perhaps not even imported in this market in the United States with the same names, with the same um, labels uh, and I started to think, I mean, it just, I was surprised like a stupor, like is it, how is it possible? And therefore it became, it became like a mission of uh, myself and my company, my team. Uh, We are all here together uh, with the same uh, goals, not only to make our producers, uh, you know, give them a good, uh, a good, uh, a good price for their products, give them a good price for their products, but also uh, to, to to make sure that uh, the the uh, uh, to defend their honor you know to to defend the fact that in our in our opinion they do produce the best extra virgin the real not, not the best I mean there are many beautiful extra virgin olive oils or tomatoes of pasta um, we we, uh, we just want to make sure that uh, they it is it is clear that uh, the quality of what we represent in this country is real um, is well represented uh, uh, again in the United States and um, right
2: well in fact um, you I mean I think many people most people who are interested in food have read about the olive oil wars and the and the problem with um, uh, with fraud or adulteration of the olive oil the olive oils that claim they come from Italy and they're all Italian um, olive oils, but they're not. Yes. Um, yes. And I mean this is true with so yes. many things. They just they can slap a you know a name yes. on it if something of the product says, you know, is from Italy and they just say made in Italy, but yet, or maybe it's packaged in Italy, but it it's the product isn't even from Italy. And, but the government doesn't really have much control on this yet, do they?
3: No, the government is uh, is uh, um, is the government is uh, is trying to. Yeah. The government yeah. is trying to uh, to control the situation, but it's very very hard. Uh, from what I've seen, uh, as you you can label anything on on a, on a bottle of olive oil. You you can put any name any. Uh, or, or on a tomato, or on a bag of pasta, and they will pass as long as the label uh, includes uh, a, a cute map of Italy or, or the picture of a of an old uh, uh, woman uh, picking the olives. Uh, then it becomes already and an Italian name, an Italian-sounding name. It becomes uh, uh, it's more attractive on the shirts of the supermarkets. Right. I know
2: that Parmigiano Reggiano had. A real problem with this, and this was during the time that I went to this meeting many years ago, um, but they they finally managed to to trademark their name or or
3: Absolutely, yeah, you're right. absolutely right. The consortium of the Parmigiano DOP consortium uh is uh, uh, is composed of members who are smart, uh united, uh and uh, uh, who are fighting for the same goal of protecting the origin of their products and uh, and the and the and the image of uh, of the Parmigiano in this country, um, and therefore I mean while for I mean recently I've been studying the world of extra virgin olive oil of what is perceived as extra virgin olive oil, and and uh, I noticed that one of the problems that we have for this sector. Is that the producers are not, uh, are not uh, uh, united. The producers of extra virgin, they, they, those who have the, fa- the farms, the grows, uh, the olive oil, um, the olives, uh, olive trees, uh, there are many thousands of small producers. They are not united. There are several organizations that represent olive oil producers mm-hmm. or olive oil uh, bottlers, what we say, packers. Um, industrial companies, they are not united or they they do not the biggest ones are the commercial ones are clearly the bigger but in terms of the Italian institutions that you were mentioning before the one thing that I uh, believe started this um, this this this, uh, the, the procedure of receiving the olive oil as Italian is Unfortunately, it was started by the Italian institutions because you must know that it is legal to, uh, to call a product of Italy uh, a bottle of olive oil whose oil inside comes from other countries. So it is sufficient for, uh, for a company to bottle some an olive oil that is made anywhere in the world to bottle in mm-hmm. Italy, you know, like uh, perhaps with a bottle that is made in China, who knows? So uh, and call that bottle that product a product of Italy and have the little um, uh, little flag of Italian. Uh, um, so that's that's thing that I mean to me that the more I think about, um, the more I study the um, the issue, the more I think that uh, this was the beginning of, uh, you know, a bad process.
2: Yeah. I mean, because people and people who are shopping in other countries, they don't understand that. They just see made in Italy and they think they're buying olives that were grown on the property where it was bottled. And, you know, I think that um, when we talk about a taste of his, a taste of the past, and this is a culinary history show, they're, they're not, they're not thinking that these are a people of a, of a region that for generations have been yes. making these foods. I mean, they're artisan producers. Yes. And basically, when you buy the, you know, the, fraud, the fake product, you're kind of you're taking food out of them, you know, money right. out of their pocket and food out of their mouths. Right. Um,
3: exactly. So so when you think about it and you think that you are shopping in the supermarket and you see a bottle a uh, product of Italy, with a, you know, very uh, a very clear wording product. It, it, it is, and then, when you learn a little more, you and, and you learn that it's not a product of Italy. It's just been bottled in Italy, but the product inside can come from anywhere else. Mm. Uh, then you mm-hmm. you as you learn a little more, you get oh my goodness, where are we going? Why? Uh, well, we know why, but uh, um, it's it's damaging, and it's 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 uh, it's it's uh, it's making the issue more and more confusing for for the consumer. Uh, because if 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 we is it, this is if this is legal, if this is legal to you know so. so what else, and and, uh, and the rest is uh, kind of left in the far west of no laws because there is no protection of Italian products here in the United States. There is no recognition of the, you know, origin of, uh, uh, denomination of origin, the DOPs. There is nothing. So you can write anything you want on the labels. And, and just if you look at the numbers, I mean, it just makes, it is, it is an issue to be, to be studied and to be and to be, yeah. you know. We have to start thinking about it. And because if you think about the numbers, the production of olive oil, extra virgin olive oil, if you want it, three numbers mm-hmm. in Italy. In the average, it varies, of course. You know, it's an agricultural product. Therefore, you have right. good seasons, bad seasons, uh, insects, droughts, uh, freeze. Uh, but in the average, and it's uh, uh, it's uh, in it, the average is diminishing. But let's say two hundred thousand tons, you know, and then the importation of uh, extra virgin olive oil in Italy six hundred thousand. Can you imagine? So we make two hundred thousand in Italy. We make two hundred thousand extra virgin liters, uh, tons of liters, tons. 600,000 are uh, imported, and uh, 500,000 are consumed by the Italians. They' already twice as many we produce. You know, 500,000 are more than uh, twice as we produce. And the, the rest is impo- exported. We export 300,000. Tons. tons. I mean, yeah. tons of uh, of which one hundred thousand is comes to the United States. I mean, mm. who? Where do you think these one hundred thousand were made? <laughs> if we only make two hundred thousand in the in Italy, right? Tons. You can count the number so, of farms. Exactly. And, <laughs> I mean, exactly. I mean, uh, 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 so, and uh, and um, I'm. So this, yeah, it is my goal to start understanding how it is possible uh, that um, that uh, olive oil in this country, in the United States, olive oil that is Labeled as product of Italy or, or Italian extra virgin, how is it possible that it's sold at such a low price? Yeah, well, and there there are
2: designations. I mean, let's. What I'd like to is maybe talk about another product, and that would be balsamic vinegar, for instance. Yeah, I, mean, I think we're all aware that the stuff you buy on the general you know, on supermarket shelves yeah. is yeah. not balsamic vinegar,
3: right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh it's not and uh but also here I'm kind of uh, uh worried of where the Italian institutions are, are 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 driving our agricultural products because also here uh we have the DOP balsamic vinegar tradizionale. Now explain to us
2: what, what the designation DOP. DOP is.
3: DOP means that it's a product that was uh, uh, made out of certain, um, made, there was a product that's made in accordance to a certain protocol. And this protocol for balsamic vinegar uh, includes uh, uh, certain kinds of local uh, grapes, um, aging, a uh, way of aging uh, in certain barrels or barrels of uh, wooden barrels, Uh, So there there is a protocol that says if you want to call your product balsamic vinegar Tradizionale, you have to follow these rules and follow a very serious examination at the moment when the balsamic vinegar Tradizionale is ready to go uh, to be sold and consumed with those certifications. This is the denomination of origin uh, certification, DOP. Right. Uh, so, and uh, a few years ago, the Italian institutions allowed the EGP, IGP. IGP, right. Right. Which is another appellation, another st- status that is given to a product. Uh, and it is Indicazione Geografica Protect. And it's called balsamic vinegar of Modena. Now, the the, the, the so the IGP the only requirements that uh, an IGP like with this noble, you know, uh, title IGP like you know it's uh, you you are something serious. You know, you, somebody told you that your product is IGP. IGP, the only requirements for an IGP is that this liquid, which can contain caramels, colorant, mm-hmm. stay, this liquid stays for two months, at least two months in near Modena or nearby Modena. Two months. Mm-hmm. So, and in fact, uh, the, and so the confusion is, it's incredible. So you now you, you say balsamic vinegar, I mean, even between DO, the, the, you know, legalized balsamic vinegars, you know, the DOP and the IGP, the confusion is enormous. The IGP clearly can be sold at very uh, little price, right. low prices. And the difference in quantity is that a, a, a the IGP, balsamic vinegar of Modena, is producing 100 million liters per year, 100 million liters. I think most of them come to the United States, but <laughs> it's a ton, it's a, I mean, it's a lot. While the real balsamic vinegar tradizionale DOP is produced in 10,000 liters. So we are talking amazing, 10,000, 10,000. And if anyone has tasted the, the real
2: deal, Yes. they know that i mean yes. it's not something you would use as liberally as you do first yes, of all the exactly. other thing is that it's very it it is very expensive but it is an artisanal product and you know it's it's a it's a a fine gourmet treat and no not everybody can afford it and you use it very sparingly um, right, but it's very, very special, and so it's they've taken some special. of the special, the, some of the specialness right. away from it. You know, it's
3: and you know, and and it's an ex, a, an expression of that territory, right. of the the, the history, uh, the 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 history of the region, history of the product and uh, recipes and. Uh, It's the whole, it's a whole different game.
2: Yeah. And there are a few other products that I want to talk about as well as some of the, uh, some of the reasons for your carrying on this business, but we have to take a short break. So stay tuned and we'll be right back.
1: Hey, like what you hear? Heritage Radio Network has plenty more. With fresh programming every week, we've got something for everyone. Trying to start your own food business? Concerned about where your food comes from? Looking for the best wine or beer to bring to a party? Find our shows on iTunes or Stitcher, or head to heritageradionetwork.org to listen live and subscribe to our newsletter.
2: We're back, and I'm here speaking with Beatrice Ughi. She is the president and founder of Gustiamo Online Italian Foods. And they are the real deal made in Italy foods. So if you have any question about what you're buying, you know, Gustiamo has the real thing. Um, When we were talking about balsamic vinegar, we talked about olive oil, but there are so, so many different products that one wouldn't even think um, to, you know, to sample and try that are, are special. We know there are special products from all different countries that when you go and travel there, you, you taste them and you taste the difference. Um, and you had mentioned tomatoes and the San Marzano tomatoes, but there, there's only one farm that's really San Marzano tomatoes. So how can they package? I mean, they, but people are calling their tomatoes San Marzano. They're excellent tomatoes. They're grown in Italy. They're Italian tomatoes. Um, but they just can't use the name San Marzano because that's only one specific place. Um, can you describe this place? What makes these tomatoes so special?
3: Yes, yes. Um, the the San Marzano tomatoes are grown in a specific area uh, called the Sarno Nocerino, uh, which is south of uh, Naples and uh, by the Mount Vesuvio, and uh, and uh, it's a specific seed cultivar of tomato that uh, has been identified to, to produce the very juicy, great texture, uh, elongated form called punza marzano. So it's a particular seed, a particular territory. And the farmers of these marzano tomatoes in this area fought very hard. I mean, a few years ago, to have their hard work and uh, uh, recognized by the European Community, and uh, uh, have their name, San Marzano tomatoes, being recognized, so that they only, because they use those seeds and they and they grow these tomatoes in uh, in uh, in this specific area. Uh, they only can grow. Uh, they can only can name their tomatoes San Marzano, hmm. um, and they are why the area because of, there is this very pristine river Sarno that irrigates the fields. It's uh, the sun of the uh, south of uh, Naples, uh, beautiful uh, region and the fertile soil. So all the combination of these factors make these tomatoes incredibly. Incredibly uh, juicy, tasty, uh, and uh, and uh, very uh, and I mean it's the king of the tomatoes. uh, We say. Um, So what's wrong with if you you take the name and uh, you put in a tin uh, a, a. a product, perhaps beautiful, also good, very good. Another tomato, but it's not made by those farmers with those seeds in that area. Uh, the 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 harm is that you uh, the, again, it's a price, it's a it's a price competition. The 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 farmers of the real San Marzano can't compete anymore. True. In fact, in fact. Um, in fact, the farmers that currently grow San Marzano in these few fields um, are very old. Um, are, 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 uh, their, 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 their children do not uh, want to continue the uh, the, the, the tradition of the, 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 this trade. I mean, they want to do something else, not being farmer. They're abandoning their fields. And uh, and um, we will be left without uh, 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 without um, the real San Marzano tomatoes, and uh, so it's it's and the very whatever is called San Marzano, and does not uh, uh, bestow the DOP. Uh, Name the DOP sign with the European Community symbol with a number of protocol on each tin. And all the whatever, whomever is, uh, is selling their products at San Marzano, they are not San Marzano.
2: Yeah, and when the, and so that's more so than just protect. I mean, protecting these farmers' uh, livelihood is one thing, but you're protecting the reputation of the name.
3: Exactly. The, these farmers fought so hard to, to get, to get. In fact, I mean, if these fake San Marzano were uh, in, in Europe, they would deemed, be deemed illegal. I mm-hmm. mean, it is illegal to put a label, San Marzano, to a tin of products, tomatoes, uh, that are not some, that are, do not come from that region and uh, uh, from those seeds, so it's there is uh, and so that's uh, that's another area where uh, we Italians could be more uh, more proactive at controlling the uh, uh, controlling what happens in this country in the United States.
2: Right. Well, there are so many products and and many that you carry and pasta in particular. I mean, there's so so many makers of pasta and just as there are even. In the United States, there are some good makers of pasta, and, Absolutely. and some that are not that great. I mean, you know, the flour, the the type of of dye used to cut the pasta. You know, so much goes into it. How do you decide what to what to what to import and what to carry?
3: It's uh, always a very uh, long, certainly long uh, process, and uh, sometimes complicated. Uh, I decide, and it, it's. And uh, it's, uh, I do not uh, carry m- m- many new different products. I might add one or two products every year uh-huh. to our catalog because once we establish the relationship, but again, I, it takes a long time for us to establish a new relationship. We, uh, that's why it takes a long time because we make so much, so we, we, meet the farmer we know everything we go visit several times so there are several procedures that we do uh, remember i was a, a an accountant uh, uh when before i started 20 years ago Gustavo. Well, i so, did
2: not i did not give that part of your bio that yes you were an accountant <laughs> so, so detail so i'm really
3: exactly i'm very i'm very particular. And um, so, but once we say yes, this is a good match for with Gustiamo, then uh, we become um, we we. It's like we marry this family, and hmm. uh, and we are for the long term. So um, uh, it, it 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 takes uh, uh, so it is a long process. It's a long process, very very complex uh, hmm. before we acquire a new producer or a new product.
2: So about how many times do you make trips um, back to Italy, exploration trips?
3: Right, four or five uh, times a year. And uh, we, in our team also, not only me, clearly, uh, the the very passionate team members that we have, uh, we all travel to Italy one time or the other. And uh, we have two colleagues of our, two team members who are in Italy, um, uh, and uh, help us, uh, uh, w- uh I mean, uh, searching, uh, keeping the relationship. You know, there are so many things to do with the FDA. Um, uh, so we do have two team members who are uh, permanently in it, or, or I mean, more or less, uh, mm-hmm. they come here. Also. Are so, there any yes.
2: specific um, rules and regulations that have to be cleared before you can begin to import
3: these products no 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 not species mainly mainly bureaucratic procedures um, now I mean no not specifically I mean of course I mean uh, we uh, every every new uh, uh, every, every producer that we carry uh, and every product has to be accompanied by certain um, certain uh, 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 certain uh, documentation that we have here in the company uh, with with regard to the controls that we have on, uh, on the producer, like uh, quality controls, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, so there are food safety plans that have new rules that FDA put in uh, two or three years ago. Practically the importer is now the first responsible of, if, and if anything, bad happens to that product in the U.S. market, the first response, I mean, the the first responsible, the first person in charge is the importer. Therefore, the FDA requires that we we, uh, do due diligence of the processes that is very well documented here in our office. Other than that, it's every, I mean, it's uh, quite uh, simple to import. You have to pay your duties um and uh oh, and now we are all happy that parmigiano no longer has the 25% uh, at least temporarily yeah. for the next i believe uh, 4 or 6 months duties uh nobody talks about 20% duties of the pasta that uh, we uh, in, we are imposed so there are twenty percent duties on pasta. Though. Yeah. So when people and wonder why, you know, why
2: is this Parmesan, why is it so much more expensive so, than exactly all this other stuff lying on the shelf? Well, you know, you, yes. yeah, you import it, you you get the finest product, and then you got to pay a duty on it. And then, yes. <laughs>
3: so you got to cover and your ba- cost. And and exchange the exchange rate also is a, right. is a nightmare. Now it's one point two. So. Uh, it's not easy. It's not easy. It's Not easy. So. But when you are when you are
2: exploring different products and new products to carry, or or you know to find out the best ones, it must be just such an incredible learning experience.
3: It is beautiful. Yeah,
2: is I'm beautiful. thinking of, of like of like colatura, um, colatura, nechattara, or um, some of those products that them then that's the anchovy sauce the very fine almost like a an ancient garum um yes and but the process and the and the only the few towns and people who make it i i did do actually a show on on a whole show on colatura as a matter of fact and um which was wonderful
3: and you know they call me the colatura queen, <laughs> because, uh, the colatura queen. I mean, yeah, exactly because anytime uh, i have to entertain some guests uh, i i i serve a spaghetti with colatura which practically takes no time and are delicious right and, uh, right and so uh, easy but it's yes. so special it tastes
2: the depth of flavor is just so what they call it the the the, um, the the umami flavor of, of Italy is the
3: colatura. <laughs> yes, it's a it is a fascinating process. It takes a long time, and um, and uh, and to me the most fascinating process, most of the point of this process is that when they poke the hole at the bottom of this uh, of this um, barrel, barrel, barrel uh, the, the the liquid comes without. Out. Clear amber is you know amber color and and dro- drop by drop without a filter, meaning that the bones of the anchovies that are in the barrel macerating for two or, or more years uh, they become the natural filter of the liquid to me, this is fascinating, so I like uh, and uh, and I love it and I love it's it 's a it's fascinating
2: a- fascinating process and and like the um, balsamic vinegar, it's sold in very tiny bottles because you don't need very much to get that, yes. that flavor. And it's just, it's it's just to me, I, I find it, a you know, just a, a wonderful, fascinating process, all of the different products.
3: Where do you use it? Because I use it everywhere. I oh, use it I'm, Anytime I
2: want a depth of just like I would use an anchovy and maybe in a yes. base of a sauce, I'll... You know, yeah, if it's a special sauce and I haven't put it in the beginning, at the end I'll add just a, just a couple drops of the colatura yes. and it'll yes. make a nice yes. depth yes. of flavor. All right, yes. here's a question for you. I know I've read your comments before on what your in your opinion what what the most important. If you if you buy nothing else very special, there what products should you buy and like an essential product that would be that will add to your your cooking experience. I would say
3: that, um, I mean, I, I think that. I mean, I, I always thought I was. I'm and um, uh, I, I, I trust the 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 philosophy of less is more, uh, and um, so I, I just think that the essential thing that you need to have in your pantry is. Uh, a good tomato a good extra virgin olive oil a good pasta and with the three of them you can make a a a, a meal that it's uh, worth of a king and i mean it's uh, the best uh, the uh, worth of the best uh uh dining uh friends and spoken uh, like a
2: true italian
3: <laughs> yeah yeah okay. i really believe that Oh, I really and, believe. and i have to say I, I agree i agree with you yes and I believe that uh, food um, has to uh, has to have a a, a price. Uh, if uh, it does not have a price, it might not be so healthy for you or healthy for the planet. And um, it's it's an agricultural food. It, it's a, the result of an agricultural process, and uh, and uh, it needs to be respected and uh, have the good va- a good value to. To, to sustain the farmers uh, who make it, and um, and my my nightmare is that by abandoning all these uh, uh, olive oil groves, uh, uh, the, the, our country will be just left with, uh, um, you know, uh, just will be a, become a Martian Martian like, land like Mars. You know, without uh, with our beautiful landscape and uh, mm-hmm. diversity, and because uh, because people can't afford to continue to grow their olive trees uh, mm. because they can't afford to have a really good living. That would so be a sad day indeed. Well, a very sad day. Yeah. 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 Well, let's yeah.
2: hope it doesn't get to that, Beatrice. Of course. And you, with your <clears throat> company Gustiamo, you continue to supply us with those choices. And and if you can afford to buy out there. For, only 3 items you heard it from from Beatrice Woogie, olive oil good good extra virgin olive oil pasta and tomatoes what more do you need in life huh well there are a lot of other products but those nice. three i think are a pretty a pretty <laughs> good triad thank you so much for joining me beatrice it's, it's wonderful to hear about your experiences and and your and your real philosophy and passion behind this business i think that speaks very clearly to To the success of the business as well.
3: Thank you so much. Let's all talk about these issues.
2: Okay. And thanks for listening once again. This has been another Taste of the Past brought to you from the Heritage Radio Network studios. Bye-bye. A Taste of the Past is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network. Food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, and more delicious place